has coffee consumption gone up now since uh, joining our new team here? <laughs> Nabil, I don't think I should confess to these things on your podcast, but I consume probably more coffee and tea than I should. President of the Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf, Americas and India, an industry heavyweight with over three decades of experience, world traveler, we'll talk a lot about that, former CEO of Applebee's and Sweet Green, Sanjeev Razdan. Thank you so much for being with us. Really appreciate it. Nabil, thank you for having me. It's an honor. Yeah, the honor is all mine. We get a lot of amazing people, but I think you're just the perspective of, you know, someone who looks like me, someone who's traveled the world, someone who started so far away and now is in Santa Monica. I'm so excited to hear a little bit about your journey. I am happy to share and I just got an upgrade by being called that I look like you. So yeah, <laughs> you're saying all the right better. things. Look better, look better, look better. Sorry, for, I didn't mean to be rude. Look better, much I... better, much better. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, so listen, would love to hear, forget about when you started in the restaurant business, which you started very early. How was life before that? You know, like who was, you know, Sanjeev before first day at the restaurant? Nabil, I feel like I am a permanent immigrant. I grew up all over India. My father was with the Ministry of Defense, so we would keep getting transferred every three years growing up. My mom was a school teacher, dad was an architect, I have one younger sister. And as far as memory takes me, I remember every two to three years coming back home and being told, hey, we're moving to this new city. So we moved from New Delhi to Calcutta, to Lucknow, to Mumbai, to Port Blair, like all these fun places. So spent the first 30 years of my life or so in India. And then we migrated from there to uh, Dallas, Texas, Dallas, Texas to London in England. And then we moved back to India for a while. Then we immigrated to the US. So life has been a series of fun adventures. I got jet lag just listening you listing all the places you've been to like what skill do you have as this amazing season executive now that you've brought in because of all those travels is there something that that traveling did to you that makes you who you are today absolutely i think there's two or three things that i picked up one is that the only permanent thing in life is change and you plan for change and you think ahead two you reach out to people you share your story and you very quickly find that you're embraced with love and support. That's just the nature of humanity. And the third thing I find is that the more you travel, the more you recognize that there are different perspectives, different lenses to see every situation. And as long as you're willing to listen, it really shapes you as a human and a leader. Yeah. One of my favorite books out there is The Alchemist. It's about just traveling, going far away from home. One of my favorite humans, I have a picture of him on the wall, Anthony Bourdain. He talks about it all the time. You know, travel far. Traveling is not just fun. It hurts, but you get to hear from others. And I think we desperately need more of that. Uh, undoubtedly. And it's all about how you make people feel. It's all about rolling with the punches and just embracing the journey. Yeah. Well, listen, let's talk about the beginning. Was it Pizza Hut where you were first joined as a training manager? Would love to hear, you know, your journey there. And how does someone go from there to rising so quickly uh, within that system? Would love to just hear like what day one looked like or the early days look like. Of course, I started my career with hotels in Sheraton uh, as a trainee. First five years, 
doing that. Loved it, fell in love with the industry, the hospitality, working alongside teams. The economy in India was opening up at the time, Nabil, and Pepsi Cola started coming in. And Pepsi Cola used to own a bunch of brands. So they came in with Pizza Hut. I was interviewing for a role of a restaurant general manager. I remember never having seen a Pizza Hut, but I was shown a video of what it might look like. And I fell in love with what this wonderful concept was. And the rest, as they say, is history. Uh, day one, I show up to this very slick office in New Delhi, met a handful of great leaders that were, it was a small but mighty team. One of them was Niren Chaudhary, who then went on to become CEO of Panera Brands. Yeah, I see his guitar videos on <laughs> he, LinkedIn. Yeah. Ajay Banga was our head of marketing, who is now CEO of World Bank. This was a, the CFO wow. was Harmeet Singh, who is now the CFO of Levi's. It was like incredible. It was like the PayPal mafia. Exactly. So this is like amazing people. I show up and then they say, do you have a passport? Because we're about to send you to the US to train. So that was day one. Delightful, inspiring, and just full of possibilities. And how quickly did you get on a plane after that ask about your passport? I think in 30 days, our visas were sort, sorted out. We were handed over in those days what used to be called American Express Traveler's Checks <laughs> before the world of credit cards. And off we went on a plane from New Delhi to Dallas, Texas. Wow, that's an incredible story. I would love to understand how you went from someone who was training to someone who you know climbed this ladder and I'm sure it wasn't what you were trying to do, but what happened? What were you doing that kept on putting more responsibility on your plate? I think what I'd love to share with anyone, because I started off as a restaurant general manager. By the time I left my first stint in India, Nabil, I was the CEO of Yum's Indian subcontinent business. And there were two or three things that really stood by me that helped me grow. I think first thing was just know where you want to go. I think at every role that I did, I said to my supervisors, the HR team, my colleagues, here's what my aspiration is. This is what next role I'd like to do. Do you see me being able to do it? And what would you like to see me demonstrate in order for you to hand me the keys to that role? And that was incredibly helpful because I was not demanding it in a span of some fixed time. I was saying, hey, I understand I might need to demonstrate a few things or learn a few things. Let me know what that is so I can shape my journey. I think that has helped me certainly to climb the ladder. That was one thing. I think the second thing was always trying to find how do I create a legacy? How do you add value by doing things differently and doing different things? So what do I mean by that? I'll give you an example. At very, very early stage of my career in India, Yum was driving this culture of customer mania. So we were trying to figure out how do you spark customer mania in our restaurant? So one of the things we landed up doing was installing a bell in every Pizza Hut casual dining restaurant in India, which said, hey, did you have a good time? Ring the bell. And so we had our guests as they were leaving, ring the bell, and then the entire restaurant, the, the, the crew would stop and you know shout out, thank you. And if we saw somebody leaving the restaurant not having rung the bell, we'd say, hey, how was your experience? Is there something you would have liked us to do differently? And it's, if this had some feedback, we'd get it. If not, we'd say, hey, would you mind ringing the bell? And so that was just such an amazing thing and the guests would get into it. So an example of doing things differently, right? An example of doing different things was, I was working for Pizza Hut India. It's a 
as much a rice eating country as it is a bread eating country yet pizza hut is all bread as you know so we took a local food like biryani which is spiced aromatic rice with either vegetables or meat in it we put a pizza crust on top of it and baked it like a pie and we called it birizza wow right we invited food critics to it to its inauguration essentially just disruptive innovation that people have not seen so even though we didn't have huge advertising budgets we were creating things that stood out so that's an example of doing different things so know where you want to be express that very clearly do things differently do different things and last but not the least treat people with courage and compassion because as you grow as a leader people have to want to work for you so those were some things that really helped me grow wow i love that i love that and it shows you know you know we have a mutual friend amy hom and the way she speaks about you and everything she's learned from you i'm having dinner with her tonight by the way so she connected us but i see that reflected in the people you have coached as well and you have interacted with as well so i really appreciate you sharing that i think that's universal wisdom especially the first one which is let your manager know what you where you want to go they'll either create a path for you if you're they're a good leader or they'll tell you you're completely off and it's time for you to reevaluate if they're right or if you're in the wrong place exactly that it's such an important uh, conversation to have so and yeah thank you for saying that amy's uh, quite the star herself she is she's amazing you were the ceo of applebees and sweetgreen and i'm a huge fan of sweetgreen as someone who grew up in new york as someone who's a former restaurateur we used to just look at sweetgreen and what you guys were doing and we're like those guys are crazy like how can they build such incredible tech and such incredible ecosystem and such incredible experiences that's so end to end so omni channel we're just blown away we were just a 30 40 unit burger chain and we just looked at what you guys were doing and what you were doing and we're like like we are a small brand too how can we empower you know our brand to go ahead and be that tech forward was that a mandate that came from the founders was that something like can you tell us about you know how you approached this tech company that sold food once in a while <laughs> sweet green's biggest gift or strength are the three co-founders nick nate and john who are just these incredible visionaries with very unique and special gifts and when you pull the three of those gifts together they created this incredible mission driven founder led tech enabled food company whose mission was to connect communities with real food incredible they had a fabulous consumer brand a very lifestyle brand and the vision was very simple of they were trying to create the spotify of food and the moment they articulated that vision it made it pretty straightforward for the rest of the team to understand where we were trying to go which was so critical we were trying to create digitally or technology enabled experiences which were hyper customized bring food that was locally sourced real food scratch cooked in the stores and then distribute them to the consumers wherever they were whenever they needed it and create this ecosystem that supported it it was the quite possibly the most exciting role i've ever had i joined them when they were about 60 locations odd i left them when they were about 110 this was a rocket ship that i absolutely enjoyed being on it was a privilege were you guys aware from the inside that everyone was looking at you guys brands that were tiny had a single location and also the young brands of the world looking at this amazing salad company really changed the way food is served like did you guys feel the pressure or was it just us on the outside looking in uh, at all no i think we felt pride and pressure 
both. I think there was pride in what had been accomplished. It made a lot of people proud. It attracted talent to the business. It attracted consumers to the business. And there was an incredible amount of pressure of just not letting either our consumers down, our investors down, or the pressure of being the darling of the trade press and the consumer press, right? So much was written about it being a unicorn and everything. I think that pressure everybody in the company wore on their shoulders every single day. It certainly was not lost on anyone. That's amazing. You also talk a lot on LinkedIn about, you know, mentorship and giving back. And, you know, I was looking at, you know, your work with Gleam Network. Why is that important to you? Nabil, I started off my career with very humble means. When I was getting started in life, I borrowed money from an aunt of mine to be able to buy a scooter. The fact that I got to work with a company like ITC in India, which is a giant, just a, an incredible privilege. And the reason that I was able to go from where I started to what the interesting roles I get to do it today was because a lot of people gave up their time to sit me down and share with me some honest truths, whether it was bitter pills of honesty, whether it was words of encouragement, whether it was belief, whether it was sponsorship. These were mentors and sponsors that supported my journey. And I thought that's how the universe is like, particularly during the 20 years that I was at Yum Brands. When I left Yum Brands and I came into other organizations, I discovered that structured leadership development and mentorship is not accessible to most people. We take it for granted. And I wanted to figure out how to give it back or pay it forward. I started doing that personally, but then my dream was to scale it. And in order to scale it, had the privilege of working alongside several other like-minded, passionate folks who wanted to pay it forward. And we collectively created what we now call Gleam Network. And Gleam's a mnemonic for Global Leadership Enhancement and Mentorship Network. Were our stories present on gleam.net. And one of our pro signature programs that we provide to serve communities that need, that are underserved in this area is a mentorship program. I love that. We were talking about it in our company as well on how we can do that. So our leadership team is setting up office hours where we can you know, talk to younger members of our company and mentor them or connect them with someone else we know that are our peers that can mentor some of these folks. So we're just getting started on that uh, in the last few days. And as I was reading about Gleam, I was you know, even more inspired to continue to move forward with that. Thank you so much, Nabil. I appreciate it. I think one of the biggest gifts that uh, we can give our teams and our people is opportunities for development and mentorship and learning or to enrich themselves by mentoring others. In fact, I was speaking to one of our advisory board members yesterday, Robin Blanchett. She is a very accomplished marketeer, CEO and founder of a um, organization called Norton Creative who does work in the restaurant space from a marketing perspective. She sent three of her people as mentees to the program and they've just come back and said how incredibly impactful it was and profusely thanking her for it and for me that sort of warms my heart and fills my cup and that's why we do these things. Well, listen, no pun intended, but fills your cup. Let's talk about coffee a little bit. Of course. You were not a big caffeine guy before. Are the rumors true that you're not a big coffee guy before coffee bean and tea leaf? <laughs> you cannot grow up in India and not be fond of either coffee or tea. It just is not possible, right? So we're, uh, culturally, uh, I was more of a chai person. It started off because my mom was, I think, addicted to chai. And I was, you know, always fixing a brew for her at home. Really, I never got into the business until three years ago 
or four years ago when I had the chance of serving on the board of Bluestone Lane and then eventually working for the coffee bean and tea leaf. That's awesome. Has coffee consumption gone up now since uh, joining our new team here? <laughs> Nabil, I don't think I should confess to these things on your podcast, but I consume <laughs> probably more coffee and tea than I should. I start my mornings with tea. My favorite is to have cardamom tea in the morning. Uh, I have I have it with a spot of milk. By the time I get into office, I get myself a a cappuccino. In fact, I make one for myself. It's my favorite thing to do. I find it therapeutic to make espresso drinks. And then as the day progresses, I move on to herbal teas and, and just try different flavored herbal teas, uh, which are a bit easier on the, on the system. Okay, we're going to talk about health a little bit because I used to drink caffeine till five. Uh-huh. And then six months ago, I cut it at three. Uh-huh. And now I'm cutting it off at one and I- I'm struggling. I've been doing this for a week now. I'm really struggling. What's your cutoff for cutting off caffeine? You know, I, I don't, I listen to my body is the probably best way of describing it. And some days I need five <laughs> and some days, you know, one's enough. So I don't have like a add a pattern. I'd like to try and mix it up so that it doesn't become like a pattern habit. I like to mix up what I'm having, how frequently, what time. I try not become a creature of complete pattern habit. And that's what helps me keep keep it a bit flexible. But I, I don't think I've ever gone beyond five, but more often than not, three is pretty standard. I love it. I love it. Thank you. You've heard it here first. No, nothing controversial has been said so far. So I think I think you and I, if there's anything terrible here, we'll cut it out. We'll cut it out. But I think we're good so far. Listen, from your career to the Gleam Network, to everything you've done at Sweet Green, now doing at Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf, it's no secret that you like to just push the ball forward. And I'd love to hear if you have intention before the year starts, you know, we're still early on in 2024. Is there a similar intention of something big you're trying to push in your orbit in 2024? Yeah, what a great and thoughtful question. Uh, Yes, is the short answer. I think with At The Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf, the brand that we are growing is based on the foundation of what I call care, craft, and human connection. Care for how we source the beans, where they're grown, how they're grown, how we roast them in an artisan style, micro roasting to the care and how it shows up in your cup. Craft in the way that our craft beverages are prepared. And human connection with your barista, which is what you know, coffee experience is all about that little connection. So we're on the midst of a business transformation. We're growing our business, innovating, particularly not just around coffee, but doing some very exciting things around the way we're bringing contemporary tea to life for our consumers. So I'm very excited about that. But even more excited than what we're doing on the product and the brand is this notion of Maya Angelou, right? Which says, you know, people will forget what you've done. People will forget what you've achieved. Ultimately, what people remember is how you made them feel. And I, as a leader, want to make sure that this year I show up as my best self and leave a legacy of just making people feel valued, respected, empowered, enabled, achieving their potential more than they even thought was possible. That is what gets me out of bed every day. Wow. I leave these calls always educated. Today I leave hungrier because of the the biryani, the biryani <laughs> pizza fusion, and also inspired. You know, I'm a leader. I'm a young leader. I'm learning. I'm most days don't know what I'm doing, but you know, engaging and talking to folks like you. Uh, and what you guys have done, even the feedbacks programs you've put together with teams you've worked and led, just reading and learning about you and just hearing from you today, it's been really inspiring. Thank you so much. 
Nabeer, thank you so much. You are uh, a role model yourself. Coming from the background that you do and having achieved as much as you have and made a name for yourself and built this wonderful business and brand, I hope you do realize you are quite a significant role model for many in the industry. Power to you, and I'll be cheering you on as well. Thank you. Thank you so much. We'll share some coffee soon. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 Uh-huh.